technology is redefining how sports are watched, played, and managed. We'll dive into it all from the field of play to the back offices to learn what's new and what's next in the world of game-changing technology and sports. This is Game Changing Technology and Sports. We have Nick Smith, Fred Sampson, and Ryan Summers with us. I thought it made sense to, uh, when we think about how the sports have evolved, to just quickly touch on how they started, right? I think the first soccer ball was actually a human head, and then it evolved into a pig's bladder wrapped in leather. Uh, we've all seen the wooden golf clubs kind of go out and be replaced with titanium or carbon fiber. Uh, mm-hmm. Tennis rackets as well. The shot clock in basketball changed things up dramatically, and it almost added another 30 points per game to the sport. Uh, wh- one of the things that I thought was really fascinating is it's a TEDx video by David Epstein, and he's mm-hmm. debating whether humans are really getting bigger, faster, and stronger, or if it's the evolution of the sports through these really cool innovations. And two of the references he makes really quickly, the first one is in track, and he compares... You know, the, the, the record holder from the 1950s and the time that he ran and how much faster he was than everyone else to, to current day. And what he found was the invention of rubber tracks and starting mm-hmm. blocks to push off from have led to that massive increase in speed compared to 50 years ago. But then he, he takes you through this really cool algorithm. You've you got to check it out. And he's able to deduct all those advantages and kind of reevaluate how the record holders today compared to how they were back then, and it's almost exactly the same. So instead of the way that we're learning more and we're, we're training our bodies in completely different ways and we've learned so much about health and nutrition, in fact, the biggest change that we've come through all those past you know, 60, 70 years has been through these simple technologies. And it's interesting you look at the history of sports, even not, not necessarily in the last 100 years, but in the last you know, even 20, 30 years, and parallels between the history and business with technology. You know, we've kind of moved from this world of, of static and one-dimensional accessing information, accessing business data in a way, and in sports, getting any kind of useful information to get a competitive advantage, to a much more dynamic world in the last, well, I'd say 10 years, where we're able to access information quickly on the fly. Now to a, a world that has changed where... It's autonomous. The, the data, the information that we get is delivered to us, and it's through machine learning and mm-hmm. AI, all of the hot buzzwords that you're hearing out there in the technology world. And sports is not oblivious to this. It's intertwined. And the need to gain a competitive advantage, teams and players need to be taking advantage. And that's why you see this emergence of new technology in so many sports, whether it's real-time statistics, whether it's things like video analysis, uh, video analysis uh, not only from a player standpoint but from a fan standpoint, and even flying drones into stadiums so that you can get a better vantage point of what's actually happening on the field. There's also sensors on everything as well. So all of the athletes, all the teams, even the mascot is wearing some sort of a sensor that can track performance. Um, you know, and, and Fred has done a lot of this with things like uh, F1 racing and telemetry in cars. It becomes so critical to leverage this technology to gain that edge and know, and, and the edge can be literally a, na- a nanoseconds of, mm-hmm. uh, of an advantage. Let's get Fred Sampson in here. I love the analogy Nick brought up. You know, I, I, we heard this year on a Formula One broadcast at some point, a team's telemetry went down and they said, we are blind. 
You know, and then literally teams are so addicted to it that when it goes down, when it's not available anymore, now they don't really necessarily have procedures to deal with that. But what we're also seeing is competitiveness in the world of technology because the cost mm-hmm. and the availability of things like AI. You know, you can go to video analysis vendors today and get video processed for very low cost with very easy tools. And so it's almost as, uh, it's almost to say who, the people that are not using it are those that are going to lose out because it's just so prevalent. And it's absolutely everywhere. You know, we used to talk with football teams about reviewing, you know, 20 or 30 plays ahead of a game. And then we went to every play from every player from the game before. And then we went to every play for every player for every game he's ever played in this situation. Mm. And so the amount of information that we can process is absolutely, um, is, is absolutely unimaginable. And just as, as a Formula One team, we'll spend hours and hours and late nights, you know, in the wind tunnel to get a quarter of a second. I think now we're starting to see all teams across all sports really just adopt this methodology to consume as much information as possible to try to find that small advantage, right? That millisecond or that second or that one play that's going to make them win because it's so competitive and technology is so prevalent. Fasten your seatbelt. I don't care what sport you're doing. Put some kind of a seatbelt on. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Nick Smith at SAP, just like Fred Sampson at SAP, and just like Ryan Summers at SAP. Thanks again for tuning in to Game Changing Technology and Sports, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. 